don't wanna be Just someone that's new I speak my mind so free So you could hear the truth Yeah, know that we all have fear Hello and welcome to the Truth For Youth podcast With me, Micah Murphy. Guys, I was reminded again this week Of just how important it is to be speaking truth to you. You know, again, one of the reasons why, or really the main reason why I named this podcast The Truth for Youth is because I got so tired of not knowing what was truth when when I'm trying to, to watch the news or read an article and it's like, what is being twisted? What is truth? What is half truth? What are just straight out lies? And I was watching the news this week, which I've been trying to avoid the news because of all the stuff that's going on. But I was watching the news, and it was very evident that both the Washington Post and the New York Times blatantly lied about a story. Totally twisted the whole story, despite all the evidence. And, ah, that's just so frustrating to me. Like, I believe it's the job of the news to report the facts, you know, unbiased. Look, these are the facts. We're letting you know this is what happened. If you want to put your own twist on it, if you want to put your own spin on things, that's fine, but make sure the rest of the world knows these are these are your opinions, these are your thoughts, not this is supposed to be the general news that we are reporting stories and facts and, and evidence. So anyways... My little rampant of uh, why, again, I am just sold out, I guess, dedicated to trying to bring you truth, biblical truth. And again, I'll have my opinion here and there um, in these podcasts and some of my personal stories, but it's all going to be grounded on biblical truth. So guys, I wanted to pick back up kind of where we left off in the last podcast when I was talking about how Paul had written a letter to Titus. Uh, Now, Titus was pretty much a new convert, but Paul was writing him and giving him instruction as he was going to lead some Christians in Crete. And so he was trying to help them um, grow in their faith. So Paul is, you know, a little bit more mature, and he's kind of the mentor for Titus, so he's helping him. And if you remember in last week's podcast, if you listened to it, he was— telling them how they needed to submit to authority, how they needed to obey authority. And even though the authority may not be deserving of respect and honor and that obedience, but that's what they are called to do as Christians, respect the authority ahead of you and be obedient to them. Now, again, that is um, taking into consideration that they're not being asked to do something completely illegal or something completely contrary to God's law, okay? So as long as it falls under all that, God wants us to be obedient and to submit to that authority, okay? So that was last podcast. So now I'm going to build on that um, as Paul works his way through this letter, and this is really how he concludes the letter to Titus. So, So this is kind of that last little bit of information to Titus saying, hey, This is the last piece that I want to give you. This is that last little bit of advice um, that I want you to use as you are encouraging those Christians in Crete. So in the end of the the Titus, the letter to Titus, it's chapter 3, verses 14. This is what he says. Our people must learn to spend their time doing good. 
in order to provide for real needs. They should not live useless lives. I'm going to read that again. Our people must learn to spend their time doing good in order to provide for real needs, and they should not live useless lives. So he wanted these these Christians to know, okay, this is how I'm concluding the letter. Like, Titus, go tell them to live lives of meaning, live lives of purpose, to do good things, go do good deeds, go go help those that are in need. If you if you have a, a talent or an ability or money or whatever it is that you're able to help someone, go and help those people. You you're, you're doing it in the name of God, you're doing it in the name of Jesus. Go do those things. Uh, and it kind of makes you think that if Paul is writing this that it may be evident that the Christians there in Crete were probably not doing these things. They they probably weren't showing uh, evidence that they were doing good deeds, that they were going out and helping those around them. Another word to use is, is they were being fruitful. Um, so apparently they had fruitless lives uh, as Christians, and that's not what we should be doing as Christians. As followers of Christ, there should be fruit. There should be evidence of good deeds. And, and I'm going to tie that into a passage where Jesus is talking about fruit and bearing good fruit. It's in uh, the book of Luke, chapter 6, verses thir- uh, 43 and 44. And this is what it says. A good tree does not produce bad fruit. And a bad tree does not produce good fruit. Every tree is known by the kind of fruit it produces. You won't find figs on thorny weeds, and you can't pick grapes from thorn bushes. <laughs> very true, very true. Um, I grew up on, on a farm. I mentioned that before, kind of on a farm. I didn't actually live on it. It was my grandparents' farm, but I grew up working on the farm. And on that farm, my grandparents had apple trees, and they had pear trees, and they even had some, some blackberries and some other uh, fruit and, and crops. And sure enough, I never saw another fruit grow on that apple tree other than apples. And I never saw another fruit grow on that pear tree other than pears. You know, I never saw an orange. I never saw, you know, any other fruit pop up on there. It was always the fruit of that tree. That's just the way it is, right? I mean, if it's an apple tree, it's going to produce apples, you know, and a pear tree is going to produce pears. That's just that's the way God made it. It's not a variety tree where you're not sure what you're going to get, although that would be kind of cool now that I think about it. What if he did have like a mystery seed and you planted it and it was just a fruit and every day you went out and it was a different fruit? That would be, that would be cool. Maybe you'd have like a mango maybe one day, maybe a banana the next, an orange or a cherry or, you know, or something else. That would be pretty cool. All right, so you scientists out there, maybe, maybe you can create a variety tree. But as of right now, that does not exist, okay? Who knows, maybe five years down the road, maybe that exists. But, but as of right now, that's not the case, okay? So you're going to know the tree because of its fruit. For me, that's the only way I knew it was an apple tree or a pear tree. I had no idea by just looking at the trunk of the tree or by the leaves or the size. Um, now, I've seen them enough that I may possibly could kind of pick that out today possibly I don't know I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on myself 
But for the most part, the only reason I knew what kind of tree that was or even what kind of vine that was was because of the fruit that I saw in it. Um, Now, the house that I did grow up most of my childhood in, uh, we did. When we first moved in, we had grapevines in our backyard. And so, yeah, you know, on that grapevine, we would go out there. My sister and I'd go out there, and we'd pick grapes off, and we'd eat. And the neighbors, you know, they'd always come over and pick when it was when they were ripe. Um, eventually, we tore all that down, though, because, you know, we wanted more yard to play in versus taking up space with, with grapevines. But sure enough, like the passage says, you know, I've never found a grape on a thorn bush. You know, the grapes are on the grapevines. And that's how it's to be identified. Now, let's take this back to what Paul is saying. How do you identify? Okay, if you're a Christian, how should people identify you? Well, they should be able to identify you based on the fruit. What, what is your fruit? Are you bearing bad fruit? Are your actions, are your words, are they saying that you're a good tree or a bad tree? Are they saying that you are a follower of Christ or, or someone that's completely contrary to what the Bible says? You know, I hope if you're claiming to be a follower of Christ that when people look at you and they look at your life, they say, hey, man, there's some good fruit in that dude's life. There's some good fruit in that, in that young lady's life. Man, she's, she's so sweet. She's so considerate. She's so selfless. She loves others. Man, that, that speaks volumes. You know, your actions are always far more stronger than, than maybe what you say or what you claim to be, right? You can claim to be whoever in the world you want to be, but ultimately it boils down to what do your actions you know, are you really doing it? Are you really living it? That's what Paul's saying. Man, there needs to be some fruit. And look, it's not all about doing good deeds, okay? So, so please hear me say that as well. You know, when we're saved, we are saved by faith. But once we are saved, there should be evidence of that faith. And that's what Paul's saying. Like, where's the evidence, okay? It's not that the good deeds are saving you. It's not that you're building up these credits and you're going to, you know, you're going to get a second or third level into heaven. That's not what Paul's saying. He's just saying, look, there should be evidence of that. There should be some good deeds. So if you're able to help, go help. And again, guys, I, I... I get so frustrated looking at the world today with, again, with the pandemic and the riots, and there's just, there's so much evil, there's so much hatred, there's so many wrongdoings, there's police doing wrong things, there's politicians doing wrong things, there's media doing wrong things, there's uh, protesters doing wrong things, there's you know, people all across the board, there's, there's so many people doing the wrong thing or doing bad things or doing very selfish things or doing very hateful things. Where's the good? Man, we need to step up and do some good deeds, especially us as believers, as Christians. We need to be doing good things. How can we help our fellow brothers and sisters? How can we even help 
you know, spread good, good news or good deeds to even our enemies, even the people we don't like. How can we be standing apart? How can we be different? How can we do good things and show that we are followers of Christ by the good that we're doing? Man, our world can use so much of that right now. You know, we, we've got plenty of the other and not enough good things. But if we all were to take some action and, and go out there and try to do good, that would have an impact. You know, I've already said multiple times that the biggest thing that I believe we need right now as a nation, as a world, is more love. Well, what is more love? It's not just the way we think about others. It's what we do. Like love is an action. So if love is an action, that means we need to be doing good because of the love that we have. The love that we have for others. The love that we have for God. You know, God loves us and he's done good for us, not because of what we've done for him. That was just because he loved us. So we too should be out there loving others, doing good. You know, and that good can be, it can be a bunch of different things. Look, and if you're, you're a teenager listening to this, I get it. You probably don't have a whole lot of money, so it's not like you can go out there and, and maybe stroke a big check to some charity or some people in need or, you know, people that have lost their jobs. But there's plenty of other good things that you can do. You know, a lot of you have a lot of energy and time and, and maybe other resources that you could go do some good deeds with. And again, I'll always go back. You'll hear me say this over and over and over. If you have nothing else to offer, how about just a little bit of kindness? Kindness would go a long, long way, and that doesn't take any time or energy. It may be a smidgen of energy, but it doesn't take any special resources. It doesn't take a special personality. It doesn't take a special skill set. It doesn't take any money. It's just you simply smiling, saying a few kind words. Maybe it's just a hello. Maybe you, you know, you're already going to eat lunch um, at school and, and you just go over and you eat with that person that no one's sitting near. That's kindness. That's doing good. That's setting an example for others to see going, man, what, you know, what's up with him or her today? Why, why are they over there sitting with that person or having a conversation with that person? Well, that's because there's love in their heart, right? And they're, and they're doing something good. That's your example. That is your witness. I encourage you to pray about those um, opportunities. Ask God to specifically give you opportunities to do good this week. What can you do? God, how can you use me to spread some love, to do some good this week? And God will bring you opportunities. I promise you he will. Your, your eyes will be open. You'll start seeing needs around you. But again, it takes effort on our part. We've, we've got to have our eyes open. Right? We've, got, we've got to pull the blinders off. We've got to be able to see those around us that are in need or that are hurting or, or how can we um, you know, minister to certain people. You know, maybe God's putting somebody on your mind right now as you're listening to this podcast. Maybe God has put a person on your mind. That's the person you need to go do good for. That's the person you need to go serve. That's the person you need to help, show some kindness to, or whatever it is that God has laid on your heart. Again, we go back to this passage. Paul is saying, how can we be different? If, if we're going to be Christians, we need to stand apart. 
not in a bad way, right? Not, not the person that makes the news because of all the hate and, and crimes they're committing. But we need to be standing apart because of the love that we have, because of the kindness, because the rest of the world's probably not doing that, right? The rest of the world is more concerned about their self. They're more concerned about getting revenge, getting even, uh, retaliating, or just who can they take advantage of to get ahead. That's what the majority of people are doing, unfortunately. They have their own agendas that they're pushing, and they're taking advantage of people. But God says, that's not the way I want you to act. That's not the way I want you to be. I want you to have a purposeful life. I want you to have a fruit-filled life of doing good deeds, of doing good things, of helping those around you. That's how we're going to be set apart. When people look and they say, hey, man, that guy or that girl, man, they're different because they have a love that is so much stronger. And again, think about how much more that would be uh, of importance today with all that's going on. I mean, that would stand far above and beyond because there is so many others out there that, that are hate and doing bad things. If you're willing to go out there and do good things and be filled with love and, and figuring out how you can help others, and that's a huge platform. That's a huge ministry opportunity. There's so many people that need help right now. Again, people may, may be sick or laid off because of the virus or, or that are just dealing with heartache because of you know, riots or political stuff or, you know, there's just so many things in the world. And even even if you're listening to this a couple of years from now and, and there's no mention of a pandemic and, you know, seems like politically everything's kind of calmed down a little bit, yeah, well, we can all have hope, I guess. But, but anyways, let's just say that things seem to be great whenever you're listening to this a few years down the road. Guess what? There's always going to be people in need. You're going to have a neighbor or a family member or, or even a friend that's going to need something, that could use a little help, that could use you in your specific skill set. You know, that's another thing I always encourage students. What is your specific skill set? You know, maybe it's a sport. You know, just recently, you know, our church did a little soccer camp, and some of my students that were talented soccer players, and you don't even have to be that talented. You're, you're leading a group of young kids. They were doing a kids camp, and they were just devoting their time and their energy and the skill set that they knew. They knew soccer, and they were devoted that time and energy to helping little kids learn the game of soccer. And trust me, those parents were so thankful because at this point, me being a parent myself, Parents were just dying to get their kids out outside of the house and doing something, hopefully, you know, somewhat productive, other than maybe video games and just being cooped up in a house. Get them out. So we had them out at our lakefront property, and they were doing a little soccer camp. Parents were so thankful. Now, those students, great. That was a skill set that they had. They were able to go and volunteer. And even those that didn't have soccer skills, you know, a couple others were just there helping, maybe register or do something else. So, guys, I'm telling you, there's always going to be an opportunity. You know, just you have to maybe spend some time blocking out the noise, think it through, you know, what is something I can do? You know, what are the skill sets that I have and how can I put that to use? How can I do good? Because people should know you by your fruit. You know, often I think about 
I don't know about often, but at times, how about that? At times I think about when I die, what will my family say? What will my son say? What will they think? What will they remember? You know, what will my former students remember or say or think about me or, you know, family members, neighbors, childhood friends, high school, you know, classmates, college classmates? You know, what will these people, how will they remember me? You know, and I hope there's a lot of things that I've done good that they'll remember, but I sure hope that I have enough fruit that they know for sure, without a doubt, that I was sold out for Christ, that I try to live my life accordingly. Was I perfect? Absolutely not. Did I do a lot of bad things? Yeah, yeah, I sure did. I messed up. I did some bad things, things I regret. Uh, I've fallen short many, many times. But I hope at the end of the day, the good fruit is still there and that people see that and they know that I was trying my best to live a purposeful life a purpose-driven life for the sake of Christ. You know, I don't, I don't want my life to be useless. You know, I don't want to die one day and regret not living my life to the fullest, not doing everything I possibly could to just make the most of this life, to, to really max it out, you know, max out the talents, the gifts, the abilities, the opportunities that, that God has given me. And I believe a lot of that has to do with doing good. You know, what is the good that you can do? You know, how will you be remembered? What legacy will you live by, leave behind? And hopefully you one day will be able to say, you know, I did not live a useless life. But instead, my life was useful. My life was purposeful. God used me. Because I was willing, not because I, was, I had some special ability or talent. That's not the case. God can use all of us. He's created all of us, so he's got a specific purpose for us. You just have to be willing. Are you willing to be used by God for his good, for his glory? I hope you say yes. I hope you look for those opportunities, guys. Again, as always, I appreciate you listening to the podcast and for those that have shared it, for those that have left reviews, man, I, I greatly appreciate that. I, I truly believe that these podcasts are very applicable. I, I think whether you're a teenager, young adult, or even, heck, if you're an older adult, I know that there's value in these. So please share them. You know, tell somebody else about it if you're getting value. And of course, I would love for you to leave a, a review on iTunes. Uh, that's how this podcast can grow. That's how it can reach other people. So please you know, if you would. There's your good deed to do this week. And that's an easy one, right? Only takes a couple minutes. Do your good deed this week. Leave a review. Share the podcast. Guys, as always, I love you. Uh, if there's anything I can do for you, remember, you can always reach out to me on email. My email's in the show notes. Hit me up. Um, I would, uh, I'll, I'll try to get back to you as quick as I possibly can. Just put in there in your, in your subject line, Truth For Youth Podcast. As always, guys, Thanks again. Love you. Jesus loves you. Go do some good this week. The world needs it. And we will catch you guys in the next podcast. Bye-bye. I don't want to be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth. Yeah, I know that we...